Hello, I'm Gianluca Rotura. I'm from Invino Veritas uh, on Manhattan's Upper East Side. It's a wine store, supposedly the first one to open up after prohibition. We specialize in Italian wines, but we carry wines from all over the world. You can check out my book, Wine Made Easy. It's, it's updated second edition. You can find it on Amazon, on Walmart, on Barnes and Nobles. It's a very easy school book work, school workbook approach to wine. It's the easiest way to learn wine and retain all the information. You can learn wine in no time. You can match wine and food like a pro. And of course, you can impress your wine snob friends. What's up, everybody? This is the Growing Up Italian podcast. And today we have special guest Gianluca Rotura. How are you? Author, entrepreneur, business owner, wine connoisseur. Thank that, you. Does that sound about right to you? I humbly say it's all true. Exactly. <laughs> when, when, uh, you know, when I introduce certain guests, I don't like just saying author. Meanwhile, yeah. you own a wine store. You yes. wrote a wine book. Mm -hmm. You love wine. And your book is all about teaching people about wine. Right. Like on the title here, it says, learn wine in no time, match wine and food like a pro, impress your wine snob friends. I could never relate to something more than that. No, thank you. That, that was the intention. I, I originally wrote the book long time ago in 2002 when things were completely different. I published it in, uh, in, in 2004. I was, a I was a kid really when I did it because I've been in the business for so long. But the reason why I made it look that way with that school workbook uh, look and that kind of legal pad look is because I wanted to have that approach that when you're in, when you're in class, you're taking down notes, you're jotting notes, because that's the way things, that's the way you retain information. I, I used to look at all these wine books, you know, I liked them, but they were very boring. They're very big. And they just went on and on and on. Actually, like, nope. I actually want to say a quick story. So when my, my, uh, my mom got laid off from her job in the city and we opened a wine store right next door to my sandwich shop. And mm -hmm. I basically like forced my way in there to like, mm -hmm worked there for three years so in the beginning i remember my dad's friend my dad's best friend who's a lawyer owned the wine store also he's an entrepreneur owned the wine store and he practices law right mm -hmm. so he invites me over his house he's cutting up some parmigiano reggiano right uh -huh. and we're drinking wine whatever i was a little underage at the time you know 19 <laughs> that's okay <laughs> drinking wine but you know we're italian so you know we drink wine from all the time. Oh, yeah. So then he hands me a book, wine book for dummies, like this. Yeah. And I kind of like just skimmed through it. And I basically learned a lot about wine. Like I think I I know a good amount for the average person. But you know, wine's a very particular thing. Like people go to school for years and years to be sommeliers, and you know, it's like some people could taste the wine and say, this is a 2006 from Montepulciano, yeah. you know? Yeah. So it's kind of crazy to me because me is like, when I drink wine, it's like, maybe I'll put a little Sprite in it. You know, my wife uh, doesn't drink alcohol. She'll have like a Moscato just for the holidays. And I have no hair and uh, she's a hairdresser. <laughs> yeah. So we don't take our work home. So we mean you're in the same company, but yeah. uh, you know, th that what we're talking about, so the people who can't, detect which year a wine is 
those are like those are the master sommeliers. There's only like I don't know ten or fifteen in the country or something like that. There's very little. Yeah, those people who can tell you, oh, this came from this vineyard in this year in this. There's only a few of those sommeliers. Obviously, there's who knows hundreds of thousands. I was like 18 years old learning how to yeah. even drink wine. Like yeah. You have to turn it and watch the legs around the cup. Yeah. And then uh, you got to, I'm going to show everybody like a little demographic. You go like this, then you smell it. Yeah. When you drink it, you're supposed to like make it, the air slurping. go through your teeth. You draw right? in some, yeah, yeah. Make a slurping noise. So yeah, and me, you know, the, the, the it, thing that I would like to Someone that never heard about it, it looks crazy though. It, no, it does. Well, you know, it's funny because the things you're, you're, you're mentioning, sometimes that could be kind of scary to people. And, and so they're very hesitant to get in. So the people, you know, they say, oh, I, I don't know what year this is. And I tell them it doesn't matter. I, I mean, I, it, to define, to know what year a wine is without looking at it is very, very hard. So I tell people, you know, that's going to stop you from enjoying it. You know, just find out what you like, but more importantly, find out why you like something. It's, it's the same thing with anything, relationships or really anything, any hobby, find out why you like it. And you say, you know, I like this wine because it has, it's whatever, light bodied, it has a good acidity. And I like it because it goes very well with poultry and I eat poultry every day. So boom, you know your thing, you know? And the way to do that is really just trying as much wine as possible and uh, responsibly, obviously. So what's your favorite kind of wine? Oh, so, so many types and I don't, I'm not saying this because I'm speaking to growing up Italian. I'm not saying this because I am Italian, but it's clearly Italian wine, you know? And I don't know if you face this, you know, preach, you know, preaching about the beauties of Italy. Sometimes some people are like, oh, you think Italy's number one. I say, listen, we're the worst when it comes to computers, bureaucracy, corruption, being on time. But when it comes to these things, I mean, I think we're pretty much- When it comes to food, we're pretty good. Food and wine and clothes <laughs> and car. I mean, listen, we're number one. That's just the way it is, you know? Yeah. You know, we're not golf and lacrosse people, but, you know, with wine for sure. And obviously French are great, but I love Italian because in terms of numerically speaking, quantitatively speaking, you cannot compare. The, the, the closest second would be France and they're miles away in terms of quantity. What about Spanish wine? You like Spanish wine? Oh, I- I, 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 I The Riojas. Oh, love them as well. Yeah. But we we specialize in Italian wines at our store. So we are biased, but it's just the depth of it. You know, I mean, there's two, there are 2000 grapes in Italy. Not, you know, some of them are clones, not all of them are made for wine, mm -hmm. but just to give you an idea of how deep the wine, um, the, what the history of wine and the varieties of wine are in Italy. Yeah. I mean, wine, wine goes back to, you know, before Christ. Yep. So wine's been around forever, but um, should we do like a little like explanation of Italian wines? I think that would be kind of cool to have on growing up Italian because we could go so many ways with this convo here. We could talk about, you know, Malbecs from Argentina, Mendoza, you know, like I feel like Malbecs are probably the most popular wine in my store. Absolutely. And then, of course, like summertime, the rosés, you know, mm -hmm. everybody's going crazy for the rosés. But um being that this is growing up Italian and I want all of our followers to really engage in this episode. And, you know, you have a great section in this book. I saw it was like in the seventies where you have a bunch of Italian stuff, like the whole um, breakdown. So you have like the regions broken down where they make wine, the North, the South, Central yeah. Islands. But, uh, you know, just for everybody that's listening, I really 
recommend this book. It's a must-have. Thank you. Yeah, the maps are <laughs> if, if, Especially if you're curious about learning about wine. Like, yes. I've Thank never you. seen a, a wine book with so much stuff. Like you, you've given us just straight, like to the point. Like a lot of yeah. stuff is too much, you know? Yeah. Like yes. And by the way, there are many wines I had to leave out. For instance, there's some wines that you'll never encounter. I overdid it with the Italy section, of course. You can't blame me. But, you know, there's some wines I just didn't mention because you'll, you'll, you'll never hear of them. I'll never find them. But there, yeah, you're right. There's also a lot of wines that nobody, like, are really good and nobody shows, like, love. Like Aglianico, uh, yeah. is that how you pronounce it? Aglianico, yes. That's a Aglianico. great wine from our area, the Campania. Exactly. So yeah. it's like, we know about, I feel like I knew about that because... You know, like from Avellino, like they make a great Aglianico, so. And the people are very, I'm, some of my favorite, my favorite people in Italy come from Avellino. They're very gentle. They're very sweet. They've been through a lot. They had uh, 40 years ago, they had like double earthquakes. Very great people. But that kind of perseverance and toughness, it comes through in the wine. For instance, speaking of Aglianico, it's, it's a very famous red grape. The most famous representation of that wine would be Taurasi, which is like the Barolo of the South. And in fact, you said people don't know about it. Unfortunately, that's kind of true. So the way I introduce them, I tell them, if you know, do you like Barolo? Oh, I love Barolo. I said, good. Well, try the Barolo of the South. So you take. So it's a little cheaper. It's a little cheaper too, usually. A little it's cheaper. Expensive. Yeah, and and you know, it's a little different too, obviously in its own right. So you take Barolo, but you kind of make it a little more rustic and dark and and intense and uh, funky, and you get that. And then of course the whites of our, of our area of Campania, they're very, I mean, they're haunting. For instance. The famous three, uh, Fiano di Avellino, Greco di Tufa, and uh, Falangina are terrific. But then, of course, you have sparkling such as uh, exactly. Asprinio, you have from, uh, from our area. There's a great grape that two great grapes that have been resuscitated by my friend Massimo Alois. He's uh, got a, a winery in Caserta area, which borders Lazio. And he specializes in, in uh, Palagrello Nero and Palagrello Bianco. They were, they were like going extinct and he saved them. A lot of winemakers in Italy are saving these once extinct, almost extinct grapes. So, and then you have wines of the Amalfi Coast. Those are different, um, but, but they really speak. They speak history, they speak soul. And you're right, people, people should- Give us a little explanation of when we should be drinking certain wines for what, what dishes. So like, let's say, you know, regular cavatelli, red sauce, a little meat in it like you know oh so so many options so and of course i'm generalizing mm -hmm. to make the matter short but before i before i talk about the wines people should know that all european wines like french spanish italian etc they go by area so people are used to buying malbec because it's very popular in argentina but you usually almost would never see a wine classified by grape in europe so in italy if you were to see like chianti chianti is an area it's mostly made with Sangiovese. So yep. that gets a little, a little hard for people to know because you have to know the areas and then know which grapes they do. But if you're doing Cavadelli, to narrow it down, to make it easier, I would just say, boom, let's just narrow it down to the south. Boom, let's make it Puglia and Campania. We already discussed Campania, for instance. So I would say Puglia, great. You can get a Salice Salentino made with the famous Negro Amaro grape. Or you can get a Primitivo if you want something a little more jammy and fruity. Yeah, sweet, yeah, a little more sweet. Yeah. And, and that goes great, of course. So if you, because it has that fruitiness, if you're going to add any hot pepper, I would say it almost it's kind demands. Of soothing. It's kind of soothing when you, right. it's hot. It's about, so you want to, you want to like, uh, you know, calm the mouth a little bit. You yes. Little bit. Speaking of Puglia, 
the, the way I found out about you guys was through uh, our mutual friend, Rosella Rago from Cooking with Nando. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it actually happened. We have a lot of mutual friends, man. You said like 10 I, people now. I know. And the most random people too from here, there. Like. Yeah. We were talking about John Seymour, the great sweet chick, yep. empire, emperor. He's yep. a great guy. Shout out to him from the he old in, He lives in Williamsburg. That's yes. Right. yes. Yeah, no, he's, he's, he's great. So, but Rosella Rago, she, to make the long story short, and this is very good for you, but I would like to get this out. Uh, during the pan, I found out about you guys during the height of the pandemic. As we discussed before the show went on, unfortunately, my, my father passed away from it. Sorry, um, you're lost, man. So thank you. Yeah, it was a brutal thing. I almost died from it too. That was a whole nightmare. But coming out of it, she sent me some links. And one of it was Growing Up Italian. And Growing Up Italian, the pasta queen, I know you know the pasta queen. Mm -hmm. And I forgot like uh, two other ones actually kept me uh, comforted throughout that horrible pandemic. So I'd like to thank you guys because, you, you know, it means a lot. I, I like that. You know, you, you and usually when when I when someone goes through a bad period, whatever they associate with that period, they don't want to do anything. But you know, the pandemic is getting better, and I still am cheerful when I see you guys post because it puts me in a good mood. So I appreciate what you guys do. Yeah, man. No, thank you. I, it's honestly, um, it's been a crazy year, bro, to say the least. Like, um, you know, we kind of felt when this started, like people were going crazy in the house. You know, so a lot of people like you were directly affected by what was going on that you you had the virus your father got the virus and then there was people that were just staying home and kind of like just had to you know stay home to make things yeah. right so you know it's kind of like you know one side and the other but what we noticed was like just to like spread awareness and all that kind of stuff we even had a podcast about it you know telling everybody to stay home this that and um just like through our content we try to keep everybody together also like mm -hmm. like just showing the good parts like of yes. us even though it's something horrible like overcoming it by singing on balconies and you know yeah. especially in italy here if i try to sing on the balcony they curse me out but yeah, yeah. You know, it's like coming to america but like yeah. what i noticed a lot about the americans is that when we were sharing the content of italy like in the pandemic, they loved it. Mm -hmm. Like they were like, wow, Italy's a... and over here it's like they were like, oh wow, like I can't believe this thing is here, you know? Because it, it kind of happened in Italy like three weeks ahead, I think. Yeah, yeah, about yeah, about a month ahead. Yeah. You know, so you know, we we kind of were aware of what was going on. And then when it came here, I was like, oh my God, are we gonna go through the same thing Italy went through, you know? So uh, but here it was kind of a little different, you know. Mm -hmm. like, in Italy, you cannot go anywhere unless you have a yeah. piece of paper, you know? Like, no, no, yeah. And, and actually, our zone isn't shut down again right now, as we speak. Yeah, Campania is red. Yep. So, yep. I'm trying to convince my wife. She goes, Oh, I want to see my family. I'm like, Yeah, but I don't want to die. You know, like she wants to take a trip there in the summer. You got to see, you know, because what about if you take a trip there and then uh, you can't do anything? That's what I tell her, too. I'm going to be sitting in a house. And as is, you know, it's not quiet. Yeah. It's Screaming. I was like, listen, I can't have 30 people screaming in the house. I could do that. You know, I'm, just, I'm not going to spend thousands of dollars. If I go to Italy, I want to take, I want to go to Naples. I want to go to the Malfi Coast. Yeah. What, you know, or else what's the point? To get, but, to get uh, back on, on the book a little bit. Yeah. So you said for Cavatelli with a red sauce, you would choose that. Now for like a steak. Oh, what, yeah. What would you pick for like well, steak Fiorentina? 
Well, first of all, definitely Malbec uh, from Argentina. Now Malbec, just as a, as a little uh, reminder, it's originally from France. They either use it as a, a blending grape in Bordeaux or in the Southwest region of, of uh, Cahors, it's, it's, a, it's the dominant grape. In Argentina, it does well and you get a good softer, because it's a very dark kind of, it's like the Guinness of, of wine. Yes. And one, you know, I, one, I actually don't, for the record, I don't like Malbecs because they're too strong. Yeah, well, that's interesting you say that. Most people, you know, in the beginning, most people didn't like it. But I think a lot of the marketing and the fact that it's a great value, I think it changed people's minds. So I, yes, I do think um, a Malbec would go, but if we're sticking to Italy now, if you're talking about Bisecca Fiorentina, obviously what grows together goes together. So Italian food, and Italian wine have for so long, since the beginning of time, blended together. They were grown, they were, they were, they're married together. So there's a reason why. So you cannot just ignore the wines of that area. So it's a hefty steak. Obviously the Bisteca Fiorentina would be a porterhouse cut, very thick, about two inches tall, uh, two inches wide, sorry. And they, you would want to do maybe a Brunello or maybe something lighter than a Brunello, which Barolo, is a like Barolo or... You could also do Barolo, yeah. You could do Amarone, yeah, especially, you know, it also depends. Are you going to have any sides with it? If you're having potatoes, something more hefty. Amarone is a very special wine from the Verona area, about an hour west of Venice. And uh, I'm sure you know this, they dry the grapes for a few months. So they yeah. lose up about, about, let's say, 40% of the water. So you're essentially pressing semi-raisins as opposed to grapes. And the flavors in the grape, in the semi-raisins are very concentrated. So it appears as if it's going to be something sweet. But it's actually not. It's almost, it's almost like bittersweet. Amarone means bitter. And it's very pleasant, very powerful, strong alcohol wine. And it does go with, with a rich dish like a, like a steak. So I, I would definitely rec I would definitely would not recommend a white wine for a bistec of Fiorentina. So now we got to go on to fish then. Of course. Yes. When, when you're eating fish, do you go white, rosé? Generally speaking, I would do either white or rosé. Uh, there are some reds to get this out of the way, if you were gonna have red with seafood, the ones that I would do, either a Pinot Noir goes mm -hmm. very well. Yeah, Spot, very light, that's very light. Too. Yeah, very light, you know, a Spat Burgunder, which is the same thing, but from Germany. Or you can do from uh, the Trentino Alto Adige area in Italy, it's called Schiava. Schiava is very light and that could go well with that. Of course, if you're doing Rosé, from where my father's from, a great Chiro Rosada would go excellent with that. Etna Rosso Rosé very well. Of course, you're, we're in Sicily now, so you can't help but ignore Inzolia. That's a great seafood wine, Grillo and Cadarato, or going back to the Campania with those, those great whites, Greco, Falangina. Yeah, Greco. Or, you know, or- uh, uh, I saw, I saw, I have like two different ones too in, in my shop. And some people like don't know about, because like, if you go to a random place that you'll never see that, you'll see a Pinot Grigio or a Chardonnay, yeah. Sauvignon Blanc, but you'll never see- a Greco di Tufo. You know? I don't know why. It's so, it's so fantastic. I don't know, I know why you wouldn't carry it. I know. You know? I, I just think there's not a lot, you know, like a lot of stores don't sell. I'm sure no. your store sells it, my store sells it, but yeah. in general. Uh, you know, if, if, if I can ask, which, which ones do you carry? Uh, what's the name? I know by the label. Okay. Yeah, because I, I have some friends who make wine. If you ever, I hate when people try to come to the store and sell me stuff. So I'm not trying to sell you stuff. Because you know, we you always get people. You, like, get hey, all, you get all those stragglers, right? Yeah, it's stray cats. They come in with the with the with the handbag. My brother, the, my brother, I run the store with my brother. He does most of the buying, so he hates dealing with that. But yeah, I got some great friends who produce outstanding wine. You gotta like, yeah, look for my brother, sorry. <laughs> yeah, I do that all the time. He actually gives a different name. I won't say it online. 
when people call 25 years ago, 24 years ago, in a few, in a few weeks, it'll be 24 years. He came up with this funny name that's definitely not Italian. So when people call and ask that person, we know it's spam automatically. We know it's a scam, you know. So instead of Sabino, tell people your name is like, you know, you know, whatever, Timothy. I, re I really should. My name is Timothy. Yeah. So people say Timothy, be like, nah, no Timothy, hang up. Yeah. You know? That's funny though, man. That's actually a good idea. I yeah. like it. Yeah. All right. So let's say a nice uh, chicken dish. Like let's say a, a baked chicken or something. What what are you usually pairing with that? Baked chicken. Well, what I would ask is how is it cooked and 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 what is in it. So for instance, little, let's say a little balsamic reduction, right? Okay. Ba a little so baked potatoes. Just just as a as, as a way to get people known. So when people come into my store, the first thing I do, I acknowledge them, hello. I leave them alone, and then after a few minutes, I said, "Do you need any help?" If they need any help, what we like to do, you know, are you looking for wine? If they say yes. I usually say with food or without food. Now, I, I did the Italian American podcast. Okay, so wait, let, let, let's 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 uh yeah. let's let's do the whole thing. All right, I'm gonna be the customer, and you're gonna uh -huh. be. Hello, how are you? How are you? I'm gonna leave you alone now for two minutes. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, no, actually, uh, what do you recommend? I'm looking for a bottle of wine. Uh, well, are you looking for something with food or without food? With food, I'm making chicken. Uh -huh. in the oven with a balsamic reduction, miniature potatoes, and grilled asparagus. Oh, awesome. Okay. Uh, what do you like and don't like? I usually like something light-bodied, easy to drink. Okay. And what, around how much? 10, 15, 20? Whatever. No, price does not matter for me. This is where you okay. got to upsell, by the way. Yeah. For everybody that's an entrepreneur, when they say, yeah, it doesn't matter. You got to hit them with a $25, 30 bottle. So, so, so what, what I would say now is, you know, I, I would say the, the, the chicken, the potatoes definitely gives you a, a wide, a, a lot of options. The asparagus, like artichokes, is going to narrow down your options because they have a chemical in them, which actually makes wine taste kind of weird, metallic and kind of like sweet in a, in a weird way. So that's like, that's kind of, I could tell like asparagus does something to the body because whatever I eat it, I, yeah, it smells when I pee for yeah, a week, yeah. you know? So <laughs> I always wondered why, but you're clearly uh, more knowledgeable about wine than me. I mean, I've only been in the business for like two years, three years, but I yeah. can tell you this is something you know. Yeah, well, yeah, asparagus and artichokes, which are very big in Italy, uh, they do have something and they do, they do make wine taste a certain way. So what I would say is, Speaking of piss, you know, Sauvignon Blanc would go well. And one of the one of the names people, one of the terms people use to describe the flavors of Sauvignon Blanc is cat piss, um, in a good way. I never had cat piss, but uh, <laughs> yeah. And, and I, on my my social media page, I put a picture of a cat taking a piss, and the cat is saying, "I love Sauvignon Blanc." But uh, so I would do that. Of course, I would say Riesling. Now this goes. This is that kind of freaks people out because they think all Riesling is sweet, and that's not true. There are dry reasons. There are reasons with some sweetness. Yeah, it's two, there's two different kinds of. Yeah, and then there's reasons with even more sweetness, and then there's dessert reasons. But so I, I would say, uh, you know, that's always an option for sure. And reasons are great because they have low alcohol, so it pairs well with food, and they have that sweetness, and they have a good acidity which clings to the food. So I would definitely recommend either Sauvignon, Sauvignon Blanc, eat from New Zealand, preferably because it's a little more fruit forward, or uh, a Riesling. If not, you can recommend a Vouvray. Or, um, yeah, I remember it's crazy when you're saying these wines. I'm like, I haven't heard these 
and so long. These are really ones you only know if you like, I feel like you work and sell it or if you're yeah. really like a enthusiast, you know? Yes, yes, I, I, absolutely. And then, and then for instance, well, well, what I like to do is I always offer different, speaking of prices. So for instance, Bouvray, which is from France, that's made from the Chenin Blanc grape. I can recommend an inexpensive Chenin Blanc from say South Africa or California. We have a great one that's Chenin Blanc blended with Viognier, which is a, is a French grape, which would also go well with that dish. Very apricotty, peachy kind of flavors. That would go very well with that. Oh man, that's great. Oh, oh, you do not, you do not ask the most important dish. What? What was the most important? So, and you might know this guy who sells it. So, because I was gonna, I was gonna ask you next. Go ahead, say, say your point, and what, I have one more what's, question. So what's the most popular food in the world? Cheese. Well, right. yeah, well, not food. Sorry, dish. Let's say, like our, our thing to eat, all over the world. Pizza. Yes. So. From our area, we were, we were like 15 years ago, we were one of the first people to carry, that I know of, uh, this wine. In Vino Veritas, there's a great wine store on East 74th Street and First Avenue on Manhattan's Upper East Side. The address is 1375 First Avenue. Please come visit us for a personalized, tailored experience. We will have wines for every budget and every taste, whether you're eating or not, although you should be eating. And we guarantee that we will build relationships with our customers the same way we build relationships with each and every wine producer and wine importer we deal with, because it's the relationships that matters. That's why we specialize in Italian wines, because that's what made Italy so great. Family, culture, the Piazza. I have a blog called Piazza Life. Check it out. And I can't wait to see you guys. As for Gianluca, as for my brother Bruno, as for Evan or Irving, we're all there and we can't wait to help you. My I just did it on a Malfi Coast Limoncello video. Uh, I, I use Instagram for the exact opposite purposes. I make like long informational videos, which you're not supposed to. But so he's got also got Caravaggio restaurants. His other brothers, they have uh, San Pietro restaurant and that specializes just in Salerno cooking. That's in, they're all between Fifth and Madison Avenue. And they're all like the very best of Italian food. And um, what was I talking about? Yeah, we're talking about I, I know this guy, Franco Benghazi, because we used to, uh, I used to hang out with him when he used to sell wine at the restaurant. Like when I used to go to, when Italy used to come and play soccer games, we would go to Connecticut, wherever. So I knew this guy. Anyway, and we carry this wine called Gragnano. And it's a red sparkling wine. And in fact, in and around Naples, usually you don't have wine with pizza. You have something sparkling, whether Coca-Cola. People always have beer. beer or, or beer or this sparkling red wine, Gragnano. So, for like 15 years, we were proud to have been, not only to sell this wine from our area, but to have been one of the few retail places anywhere in the world to sell this wine. And it's a red sparkling wine. And when people try it, they flip out because it, it tastes like a, a more fun Lambrusco, like a dry Lambrusco, but kind of fruity. And when the Neapolitan pizza explosion happened, shout out to my friends, Rosario and Roberto. They started Queste. They went their own ways. I know, I know Roberto. You know, yeah, great, great. They're both great guys. Yeah. And actually, Motorino by you in Williamsburg, when they opened up, and then they opened up on 12th Street where Una Pizza Napoletana was, everyone's like, where do you get this Gragnano? They would send everybody to my store because no, nobody awesome. carried it. Yeah. It's, a, it's a great wine. It goes, with, it goes with not just pizza, but uh, salumi and cheese and stuff like that. Look into it because it's called Cantina Federiciane, Gragnano. You're going to want to get an IV of the shit because it's, it's unbelievable. No, I'm definitely going to check it out. Listen, yeah. you, you have like great energy and I, I could tell you're like so full 
a wisdom when it comes to wine. We definitely got to do like a part two to this. If you want, thank you. If you want to do part two about Neapolitan clothing, because I'm very, I'm very vain when it comes to clothing. I'm wearing a t-shirt now because it's pandemic, but, or food, forget it. Like as sick as I am about wine, I'm about food. Yeah, so I'm gonna I'm gonna stop the recording, but I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you something I think you would like. Everybody, Perfect. thank you all for tuning in. We'll talk soon. Ciao.